Hi everyone, welcome to the Duluth Rundown, a podcast focused on the local Twin Ports running scene. My name is Tony Stensland with Tony Stensland Coaching. And I am Mike Ward with Duluth Timing and Events. All right, quick thank you before we get started to our sponsor of this episode, Austin Jaro, uh, Duluth's original running store. Um, that's the place to get your running shoes. Great advice from all the people that work up there. Um, check out their website, austin-jaro.com. Um, they are also on Facebook and Instagram. Um, drive on up to their location on Central Entrance, um, just on the other side of where the Home Depot is, but on the other side of the road. Uh, or give them a call, 218-722-1185. Thanks so much to Austin Jaro. Welcome, everyone, to... Episode number 65 of the Duluth Rundown. Uh, it's good to be back. We were planning on doing this last weekend, but for me personally, I just didn't have the time to get it done. And yeah. Anyway, so we had to push it all back, which in a way kind of is okay for this October one sometimes because there's so many race results. It's just a really busy time of the year for that yep. with the race season kind of wrapping up a little bit. So this way we're able to get a few more into uh, that segment of our podcast Yep. But uh, in the meantime, uh, Mike, how you been? Yeah, been good. Yeah, busy. Yeah, we both been busy. We have been seems, pretty so. busy with just lots of other stuff. Have you been running a lot? No, but no. Uh, okay amount. Yeah, uh, a suitable amount. So yeah, yeah. I've yeah. kind of been getting slowly back into it to consistent, but not a lot of running, especially compared to what I'm normally yeah. doing. But uh, the golf season is winding down, obviously, <laughs> and which took up a lot of my focus over the summer. And now I'm kind of, yeah. the the running has definitely piqued my interest a little bit more again, which is great. I'm actually yeah. really excited about that. I ran uh, about 10 miles yesterday yeah. around town and parks and stuff. And that was really nice. And, yeah. Yeah. Cool, the cool weather and, and the crisp days. Exactly. Back into it. We're, we're recording this on Sunday, what is it? Sunday the 15th, and it is a perfect autumn day yep. out there in Duluth right now. Sunny, cool, little breeze, but nothing too bad. The colors are still pretty good. Yeah, yeah it's a nice day. I wish I, my run was today instead, but uh, I'm just going to take the day off. Makes you want to run, though. It does. When it's nice like this. Absolutely. So. Well, should we get right into uh, race results? We have a lot of them. Yeah, let's do that. All right, let's uh, pop first into NMTC because uh, we have a lot of um, uh, race results uh, to talk about from there, but maybe we could just kind of highlight uh, some of the races that have occurred since our last um, uh, podcast, which I think Lester Park had gone on, uh, Zaps Loop, mm-hmm. Hartley... Browns Point in Superior, Rock Hill, Pine Valley, and Rolling Stone have all been uh, completed. And then today is the Bowl Run. And then just after today, there's just the one last uh, event, which we'll get to in the upcoming races. Uh, So I guess with all those races to shout out, maybe it would be best we could just talk about the uh, standing so far. So... If we look at the fall race uh, trail series standings for NMTC on the guy side, Alex Heidorn uh, is leading uh, with several wins, and he's been to every single one so far. So uh, he is uh, uh, standing out as as the 
the top of the list here, and then Sam O'Donnell Hoff, who uh, I believe was the spring uh, champion, if I recall, is yep. in second place, maybe uh, uh, 18 points back. And then on the gal side, we have Molly Wat Watkins. Uh, she is uh, uh, really, really pulling away. Um, she, uh, yeah, she she has quite a big buffer. Although Hannah Torvey has only wins in here, but she missed one race, so that's taken a knock on her standings. But uh, you get one, um, you get one scratch. Uh, at the end, so may, that could uh, that could shake out interestingly uh, once once we get to the final race. Mm -hmm. And then in non-binary results, we have uh, Sam Fry uh, taking the lead there. And again, two, just two races to go in the series. So um, we'll get to that in a sec. Uh, next, we have the Aruna 5K. So that was on the UMD campus. That was uh, back in September on September 23rd. Uh, 204 finishers. Uh, Scott Bailing won that one. 16.45. On the gal side, Sarah Baum, 18 years old, out of Rochester, 23.05. Next, uh, we had the North Shore Inline Marathon suite of races. A ton of races uh, uh, to go around from inline skating, roller ski, and of course running. Uh, let's just focus on the running. I, I heard, Tony, that it was a record year for runners. Is that right? Yep. Yeah. Oh, great. Yeah. That's so, really yeah, in the uh, half marathon, the St. Luke's Wheels Off half, uh, Dave Hagland from Duluth won the race, 121.14. Uh, on the guy's side, on the gal's side, Kimberly Moe out of Two Harbors, uh, fourth overall, won the gal's um, division, 127.02. And then if we look at the Tunnel 10K run, 269 finishers there. Uh, Matthew Burns, uh, all the way from Pensacola, Florida, won the race 38-13. And then Tiff Carey Sismus uh, took third overall, won the gals division just uh, about 30 seconds back. Uh, less than 30 seconds back, 38-40. So um, nice job to Tiff. Uh, we've... Shouted out her name a couple times on the podcast, huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, moving along here, we have results from the uh, Cloquet River Run. Uh, so just due to time, we're only going to announce the 5K. Nah, nah, we'll do the one mile too. All right, Justin Hyde uh, won the 5K uh, from Wausau, Wausau, Wisconsin, 1944. And Farrah Lalone, uh, 14 years old, from Proctor, Won the female division 21:44, and uh, I guess looking at the uh, one mile two, um, let's see, champion. Uh, hopefully, I don't butcher the name. Jarl Waman won 6:36 uh, on the guy's side, and then uh, Paisley points 11 years old from Cloquet won the gal side with an 8:14. So 158 finishers in the one mile. Look like a nice day out in uh, Cloquet for all the runners there. And then um, moving on, we have uh, the Grand Traverse. So uh, um, four different races there. Um, just due to time, uh, should we shout out all the runners? We got four different races here, Tony. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Run them down real quick. Yep. All right. In the 10 mile, we have, uh, excuse me, Bradley Everett from Duluth took the win. Stephanie Elling. 
uh, on the gal side, on the 17-miler, we had Logan Bear from Duluth take the win, and Julie Otteson from Cloquet, uh, first on the gal side, third place overall, on the 17, 21 miles, uh, Liam Fife won, and third overall, uh, Caitlin Richard from Duluth, um, Took the win on the gal side. And then on the long race, 27 miles, we have Kyle Severson uh, taking first place overall. First place for the guys, 455-46. Then Deborah Huddleston uh, took the win for the female side. Second place overall, 506-29. So a lot of finishers in the Grand Traverse. I think it was a pretty mucky day out on the trails. That's what I heard. Really slippery, yeah. They brought it in, though. Yep. <clears throat> All right, moving on uh, to the Duluth Women's 10 Mile. That was the same day as the Duluth Traverse mm-hmm. uh, just last weekend, October 7th. We had uh, about 400 finishers come through for the Duluth Women's 10 Mile. Uh, the champion, Chelsea Youngberg, uh, uh, out of Duluth, 102.05, screaming fast time. And there's a lot of fast times up front, so. Uh, uh, really good job, everyone uh, who ran that race. Uh, I was there doing the timing. It, it was really fun. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, let's uh, talk on the Bemidji Blue Ox Marathon. I know there was a couple people out of Duluth that uh, went to race that. Um, the winner is Jesse Prince from Bemidji uh, with a 238.28. On the gals' side, uh, Amy Will took the win with a 257.06. 168 finishers. Uh, on the marathon there. And then another kind of area classic that a lot of Duluth runners go down to is the uh, Whistle Stop Marathon. So that was yesterday Mm -hmm. as we record, uh, and we do have results already. Uh, In the marathon, David Nogle from Lakeville, Minnesota won 233.33. And then on the gal side... Um, I have to scroll a little bit. Brooke Wellhausen from Hortonville, Wisconsin, won with a 307.04, 22nd place overall. And hey, Duluth resident right behind her. Oh boy. 10 seconds. Susan Drackey, uh, 307.29. Yeah, I remember Susan ran really well there either last year or two years ago. Yeah. As well, yeah. Well, Maybe that, both, actually. <laughs> that looked to be a real tight race for the win. Yeah. I mean, just a couple seconds off, so. Yeah. Yeah. All right, and then uh, yeah, that pretty much wraps up all our uh, race results. Although, well, we can run through. Uh, we do have results as well from the Whistle Stop Half, 5K, and 10K, and there's some uh, locals there. Um, for instance, uh, Mark Laughlin from Superior won the half marathon with a 113.06, screaming fast time, and then Molly Hansen out of Bowler, Colorado. Won the half marathon for the gal side, 121.09. Then we also have results from the 10K. Uh, John Curley from Duluth wins the 10K 33.30, screaming fast time. And then first place on the gal side, Maddie Blaine from Milton, Wisconsin, 41.35. Then finally, uh, 5K's results from the whistle stop, uh, Greg Robertson. Uh, out of Duluth here, uh, wins with a 20:33, and then on the gal side, out of Ashland, Kelsey Weber 
I took the win on the 5K, 24-38. A lot of finishers out at Whistle Stop. Yeah, yeah. A lot of, I think their, their numbers increased, as did Bemidji, after the Twin Cities Marathon cancellation, which we'll talk about later. In fact, I actually know someone who's running Des Moines Marathon right now, or today, oh, because wow. of the Twin Cities Marathon cancellation. Okay. So... Everyone yeah. dispersed. Everyone kind of dispersed a lot of time, and and um, some just decided to um, kind of end the season, their their running season, right there. And some decided to choose another race yeah. within, you know, driving distance. And we'll talk a little bit about that later on in the, yeah. in the podcast. But that is a lot of results. A lot of results. It's, I yeah. It's probably one of our October. This October podcast with race race results is probably one of our busiest. Definitely. Every year. Um, yeah, we yeah. always have double up, you know, days, and yeah. even just here in Duluth, like for instance with the Grand Traverse and the women's ten miler. I mean, it's like almost a thousand finishers practically between the two races, and yeah, pretty cool to see. So, and even though it is kind of the end of the racing season, there is still some race races upcoming, and some more results that we'll have in the November podcast as well. So there's still stuff going on. Even though the the bulk of it has yeah. has now finished, we're waning into the season, but yeah, we do have some upcoming races. Uh, one race you just mentioned, Tony, mm-hmm. uh, just this Tuesday, out in Proctor. What's that? The cross country race, uh, high school cross country race, last one of the season for a lot of teams um, out in Proctor. First races start, I believe, uh, around four o'clock. So if you want to watch some awesome high school kids do their thing on on the cross-country course the race is at the proctor golf course really neat course to watch really um like easy to observe the race Mm. is friendly for that you don't have to jog around a whole lot to to catch the kids racing so go go and watch that on tuesday night okay cool uh if you are looking to uh participate in a race we do have some options as well uh including just next weekend uh, this would be Saturday, October 21st in Cloquet. The uh, Cloquet Pumpkin Run 5K is going on. That's a fun one, especially if you haven't purchased a pumpkin yet for <laughs> for carving. Right. Uh, now is the time, uh, as long as you're fast anyways, yeah. uh, because the age group awards are pumpkins. Yeah. Uh, short story on that, I won, was lucky enough to win my age group one year, and I... I saw all the pumpkins you know that when they're going through they they line them all up mm-hmm. and i had my eye on two you know to be funny there was one like really funnily small one yeah and one that was just like hilariously large <laughs> and i went with the large one but yeah. then I, I realized i had to walk like a half mile back to my car <laughs> with the huge pumpkin it, it was like i got the small one <laughs> so, so a little tip for anybody who might win an age group pro award. Yeah. yeah either get the small one or park close yeah <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Also next weekend is the Wild Duluth races. Uh, We have two days of fun. October 21st is the 50K and the 100K right here in Duluth. And then the very next day uh, is the half marathon and the 10K races all on the Superior Hiking Trail right here in town. Uh, I did see on social media, I think they're still looking for volunteers. So if you have some time, uh, you know, this upcoming weekend uh, to help out at an aid station or as a course marshal, uh, check out the website or just search for Wild Duluth. And um, yeah, uh, I'll be out there racing the 50K. I'm really looking forward to it. So Nice. Um, 
Moving on, we have the North End Nightmare. That's a 5K uh, grandma's marathon, and company puts it on. That's kind of like a, a, a 5K mashed with a, a haunted house. So <laughs> it's kind of a, kind of a fun event there. Yeah, over in Superior. Yep, over in Superior, Wisconsin. I'll be there um, as the course marshal for Creepy t- Clown Town. Nice. I think so. At least I have been the last couple years. And then uh, the last uh, race, really, to mention in October, anyways, and then in uh, November, it really cools down on the racing scene. Uh, but the last one noteworthy to mention is on October 29th. Uh, that's a couple Sundays from now. That is the finale of the NMTC Fall Trail Race Series at Hawk Ridge, and that includes the awards and the potluck. So mm-hmm. uh, that's always a really fun time to. Um, some camaraderie with local runners and just kind of celebrate the season a lot of races yeah like yeah like i say it's there's still still races to to be had out there for people who are still pretty fit yeah yeah uh moving on in the podcast here the next segment we always talk about trail conditions um you know i was on the trails yesterday and i'll be completely honest maybe shouldn't have been on there like it was a, a little mucky yeah were you yep. leaving like an imprint? Would well, you say? no. Okay. That's the thing. But I think, yeah, I mean, maybe very little. But yeah, you know, it's may, it's maybe like a quarter inch, maybe. Yeah. Of kind of the surface wet, but I mean, my shoes got muddy, my legs got all muddy. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely like wet and mucky out there for sure. So. I I was, I same thing with me. I was I was on some different trails, the Downer Park area and Amity Creek and that kind of thing, and mm-hmm. yeah. The backs of your calves are a little splattered. The shoes are a little splattered. I think yeah. it was okay though. I don't. I didn't even look to see if the trails were closed because I don't think they should have been if they were. Yeah. I think it's one of those situations where yes, there's some water, like I say, surface surface wetness. But yeah. I think it's just one of those situations. Where it's probably going to be okay. To me, they seemed the trails seemed to uh, handle the the recent rain slash moisture that we've had. Right. They handled it really well. I yeah. thought. Yeah, and um, I thought so too. Yeah, it's, yeah. So I w- I felt okay being on the trails personally, um, even though yes, shoes c- currently are splattered. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've noticed the Superior hiking trail has been in really good shape too. You know, and I always I always feel a little bit guiltier, I guess, if I I sh- shouldn't be on the trails or if they're a little mucky. You know, and I'm on the Duluth Traverse or bike trails versus the sht you know mm-hmm. maybe that's the wrong way to think but um i feel like the sht can take it a little bit better and and also i just you know, feel a little less guilty in general but i don't know the the rule of thumb that we should always point out is that if you are making an imprint right just maybe turn around yeah and i think isn't there sort of like uh like a depth to the imprint that they're yeah often concerned about like quarter inch yeah. something like that maybe four millimeters or something i can't quite remember exactly what it is but even scanning the trails yesterday i didn't really see like yeah. you know the the pothole the whole entire footprint kind of right leaving a, a mark even you would see occasional bike tires too and they weren't like carving a channel or yeah. anything along those lines so i think yesterday was just probably just fine i did see other people out running as well on, on yeah. the trails and yeah in a sunny day like today, you know, that should help a little bit. Yeah. And uh, yep. I don't know, something Absolutely. to just keep, keep 
in mind. The, the, I think there. the worst part of the trails right now isn't so much the mud and wetness; it's, it's the leaf cover. Yeah, it's it's pretty dense, and then yeah. when they do get wet, they get slippery. So that gets just to be a, a touch more sketchy at yeah. times. Some of the lumber, you know, on boardwalks yeah. and stuff yesterday was really was slippery. Very slippery. Yeah. I was yeah. actually, in a way, I was kind of glad because it slowed me down. I was looking at my <laughs> at my paces as I ran the roads to get to the trails, and then the paces on the trails, and the the number was drastically wow. different. And without like the effort necessarily being different, they're just yeah. all of a sudden I slowed way way down because <laughs> of the slipperiness of the trails. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, moving on. Uh, Coach's corner. Got any advice for? Uh, I think all of our people out there. Yeah, just a, a quick one for a lot of folks. You know, right now it's kind of for, for so many people. It's the end of the season uh, f- for your training and your racing, and I just it's a nice time to sort of unplug for a lot of folks, just mentally, mm-hmm. just kind of dial it back a little bit. I think that helps to rejuvenate and get you ready for. Say, for instance, maybe grandma's training in uh, January. Mm-hmm. Um, for some, you know, skiing might start to kind of enter the mind, or yeah. maybe some fat biking or that kind of thing will start to enter the mind. And that's often a nice way to sort of unplug again mentally from yeah. the running aspect. For those who do continue to really more focus on running tw- 12 months of the year. Um, I, I think most people do kind of just dial it back. Yeah. And I think that's important. Dial back the, the efforts and paces a little bit and just do some jogging. Um, let the body kind of recover and recharge. And sometimes that takes a couple of weeks and sometimes that can take a couple of months. Yeah. Um, just depends on how hard you've been going for the previous 10 months or so of the, of the year. Yeah. But I just think this is a nice time of the year to kind of yeah. To kind of do that, just mentally relax a little bit, unless you have some sort of winter race, yeah. like, I don't know, the Disney Marathon or Houston or CIM right. or something along those lines. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting for me because, you know, I'm dialing it back. The last race for my season here is Wild Duluth this weekend, so yeah. I'm in full-on just, like, kind of taper mode, just that sort of thing. But it's been a, a challenge to, to stay on a, a routine for instance, I um, feel like, oh, geez, you know, I don't have enough time or just a couple miles isn't even worth it. You know, I'll just go tomorrow type thing. Right. And then I'm not on a routine and I can feel it physically. Yeah. Even just doing two miles, even just one mile. Yeah. Like a light jog for 10 minutes. Yeah. I, I like I feel physically less like creaky, uh-huh. sore, like old man, my back, you know, type thing. Uh, versus if I take a couple days off, you know, it's like I feel just like creaky. Yeah, you know? yeah. Uh, it, it's funny, and I and it's it starts between the ears mentally for me. I mean, oh, it's not a big deal. I don't need to train right now, and I'm too busy. You know, I'll make excuses and stuff. So. Yeah, it's it's end of the year is a kind of a. It's a tricky balance because yeah. you 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 do worry about losing fitness. And then when you have lost that fitness, you notice it like in everyday situation, just walking right. to the grocery store from the from your car or whatever. You're like, oh, boy. You, know, yeah. you can tell the difference versus like peak fitness and how you feel on a day-to-day yeah. basis versus when you're not training as much. Yeah. And you can kind of feel bad about that. You can kind of feel, yeah. oh, you know, I have to restart now and I'm never going to get it all back. Yeah. But there's another way to look at it. 
that I like to remind myself of and other people as well is that if anything this can almost extend your running career to some extent I think because mm. you could take the approach of I'm going to go all out all the time burn the candle at both ends yeah. and really run some fast times yeah but then does that then shorten your entire running career and, yeah and not only is that a question that local rank and file runners like ourselves have to have to ask but professionals you know mm. have to kind of deal with that to some extent as well Interesting. yeah um we're going to talk about this a little bit later but um with the uh recent men's marathon um record and the 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 running that this gentleman does and yeah you know well we'll talk about this but like is it too much for long term yeah that kind of thing but so i i think that's that's a question that every runner always needs to at least be aware of and and kind of make a decision like do i want yeah. do i want to take big time off so that i can continue to run in my 50s 60s 70s yeah, um, yeah. which so many people do in fact i just had a 72 year old run the marathon yesterday at whistle yeah. stop i mean all right that's awesome you know? <laughs> yeah seriously that's awesome yeah to be 72 and run a marathon yeah versus you know was i did i run you know two 18 or something like that at yeah. age 26 or something and now at age 30 i don't run anymore yeah. you know like that kind of a no thing. ankles anymore right or whatever yeah. and and so yeah it's it's a it's a tough question but i to, yeah yeah well what i'm gathering from this conversation i think my main takeaway is balance balance yeah. balance right and it could balance through the year right like we can put all our eggs in the training basket and a race mm-hmm. and to have like a better balance right take time like this yeah off yeah but also in the low times like i don't have to just be like cold turkey from running yeah like i should be doing something even if it's yoga or something i think that helps helps my, with my balance yeah just in like feeling <laughs> normal <laughs> like i'm the same amount of hungry as i was in july training hard you know so right. i think <laughs> a little you know whether it's something walking anything right like yeah. tough though yeah absolutely yep uh yeah adapting to the end of the season next uh thought on, thoughts on the run so i know you've been thinking about a lot of stuff so mainly in the news media yeah but, let's yeah. talk about some of those world records uh, i think a lot of people you know, that certainly caught a lot of people's attentions. Two world records in the marathon set in the last month or so, one at Berlin, one at Chicago, um, and just crazy fast times, yeah. well, as world records always are. Uh, we have at the <coughs> women's world record, 211.53 by Tigas Decefa from Ethiopia at Berlin. Berlin, yep. Um, taking a big chunk of time off of the previous That's crazy. world record. And then just, what, last week? end right yeah chicago uh, chicago two hours 35 seconds by kelvin kiptoom from kenya um yeah just incredible incredible fast times and so two questions i think this day and age always 10 years ago there was one question that would always arise on the world record is it drugs oh right? <laughs> now it's two yeah is it drugs is it the shoes yeah, oh yeah <laughs> right, right, like right those right. are the two things that but we always forget I think we often forget there is another thing that the the records can be legit and it's just human want to. And I think a lot of times with world records, that's what it is. You put, you put 
a record out there, yeah. someone, well, more than one, people are going to try to break it. That's how right. world records work. That's, yeah. that's how it, human progression Why? and everything yeah. works. So, I don't know. I like to believe that when a record is set, that that's what it is. It's human want to. Yeah. It's human desire. It's human performance. Yeah. And then everything else is a p- potential. It's a possibility. But I like to yeah. think that the reality is it's just yeah. human want to. Yeah. That being said, I mean, I, clearly, with the way records have fallen recently in with the shoes, and we've talked about this on the podcast many times, I think everybody yeah. has kind of accepted it at this point. So the shoe, the yeah. shoes do make you faster. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's hard to deny it. But they have all throughout running, like in the seventies, shoes made you faster. Getting into the eighties than they did in the seventies, right? That's a good question. Uh, I don't think the difference would be as drastic as much as we've Correct. seen. Right? Yeah, because yeah. uh, because I don't think the claims always. Of course, the shoes are going to always claim marketing wise that they're gonna, yeah. they're going to help and they're going to improve this and make you faster with that. Right. But I think the reality is that was more marketing <laughs> hype. But now, yeah. I think there's like evidence that they truly, actual truly evidence, truly do. So yeah, I the bigger difference or the the difference is bigger. Yes. Yeah. Now or like in the last five years or ten years, compared to the, but like wouldn't you say that, regardless of shoes, all the enhancements from, you know, training methodologies to even like clothes apparel of course shoes mm-hmm. you know all this plays into like the records it falls it falls it falls 70s 80s 90s yeah i think certainly knowledge in the whole aspect has has helped whether it's training recovery nutrition um yeah yeah you know things like the performance gels and drinks versus like flat coke yeah. you know they probably help a little <laughs> bit there um but yeah, but two world records in two weekends—that's unprecedented, right? Gosh, good question. Probably, it's impressive. It's astonishing, regardless yeah. how you splice it, I guess. But yeah. So, what's with that? Do you think it's a some type of a? I mean, well, I don't want to say the the doping program. Like, is is that even a conversation in the news media? It seems like it or? doesn't get spoken about as much anymore because the shoe aspect has taken over the, the the conversation a little bit yeah but i will say this like with regards to the two and two weeks we had two there there are two of the fastest courses in the world berlin yep. and chicago majors yeah. world marathon majors they're flat they're fast they've all had world records both of them have had multiple world records over the years anyway right even before the super shoes that's how it that's how they were yeah um the weather conditions for both were very, very good too, mm. and that doesn't always happen. Chicago right. has been hot at times. Yep. Um, I think Berlin has even been hot at times. We've yeah. got, you know, Twin Cities obviously was hot, <laughs> and that didn't even happen. So <laughs> yeah. you got you had that where the environmental factors right. were both in everyone's favor right. with right. regards right. to right. trying to set world records. So all that occurred, huh. which probably isn't going to occur on a yearly basis, right? Right, right. Generally, one of them is not going to... It takes certain conditions for world records to occur. Right. And it happened on, yeah. on Times. basically back-to-back Back, yeah. weekends. So. Across the world. Yeah. yeah. So there is that. And what about the shoes, though? Ah, the shoes were clearly a factor. And here's where one... Well, with Kip Toom, and with regards to his training, and I think the shoes help with this, yeah. he... 
reading about his training, he runs about 300k a, a week. Well, that's about like 180 miles. Woo! I know exactly. <laughs> Woo is right. Yeah. The shoes, I would argue, then we we ought to talk about race performance. But yeah. one thing they mention with the shoes is recovery, and they aid recovery. Well, yeah, that's a great thought. Can you then train more because of the shoes right. and get more mileage in and get 180 miles per week in? Yeah. And you're not beat up as much as maybe you were yeah. in shoes before the, the, the Where super did I, shoes. I swear I read somewhere that so, like some of the training camps in, uh, you know, Kenya or, or wherever or what, what's the um, what's the famous training camp? Uh, I um, oh E10 E10 yeah. yes like uh-huh. E10 the training camps they yeah. either run in. Oh, what was it? I should have looked this up, but I, I swear it said they either run in their carbon-plated shoes or track spikes or something. Or either carbon-plated shoes for everything except one other yeah. type of shoe. I, I don't remember exactly what it was. Trail shoe? No, that doesn't make sense. Yeah, there are spikes on the track or something. Yeah, maybe. maybe. Yeah, yeah. So ultimately, the, the headline of the article was that this isn't just a race shoe anymore. Like, they're wearing these carbon-plated shoes. For every single run practically yeah and i think that's probably the case specifically the teams that uh can afford that and, and right. have that that access there's so many runners in e10 and 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 just knowing like for instance like milton um i don't think he runs in a carbon plated shoe at all times but i could be wrong about that yeah in just some of the videos that he has sent me i know that for a fact that they and this is maybe like two three years ago when milton was right. was training but um they weren't in carbon plated shoes yet. Maybe that's different now in 2023. I don't know, but yeah, yeah, it makes sense that they would, and that would make sense why somebody could run 180 miles a week. So <laughs> yeah. then, back to my point that I made about earlier about you know, do you want to extend the career? Or do you want to get as the most peak in a short amount of time as you possibly can get? Mm-hmm. That's kind of the convert a small conversation right now with regards to Kelvin Kiptum yeah. and uh, 180 miles a week and three marathons and he's just his third marathon he runs almost under two hours in an yeah. actual marathon race. Will he be able to sustain this in the yeah. way that say Eliab Kipchoge has been able to sustain his running career, yeah. or will Kiptum kind of fade out quickly, right. burn bright and go away? Um, I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see. Well, I think his age plays such a big factor, too. He's 23. 23, yeah. And so, I mean, what about uh, Kipchoge at 23? Wasn't he doing, like, 10Ks? Yeah, I mean, he was a, a five. I think he was, by the time he got to 23, he was, yeah, maybe towards the end of his 5K career, but an, yeah, an Olympian <laughs> in the 5K back in the day in his late teens and early 20s, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I feel like that's unprecedented as well to see a marathon star that that young right and so yeah. is there like a good case study yeah, i know it'll, it'll really be interesting to see is he going to be still racing well four years from now eight years from now yeah or will other times just keep getting so fast that he might continue to run two old ones to <laughs> high two hours but he'll be now in fifth place or oh, sixth place gosh. or something who knows yeah. yeah that seems unbelievable but it's obviously gonna happen right it seems I mean, like it is there a cap yeah i don't know but there are people always think there is a cap but then there's not right so yeah right, right. I mean, <laughs> yeah crazy the numbers are the numbers are crazy absolutely yeah yeah 
Um, so, what, yeah, what else? Uh, TC Marathon. TC, yeah. yeah uh, cancellation. That was obviously a big topic around, well, really nationally, but certainly in this area because so many people from from the Duluth area go down to do that race. Uh, yeah. What were your thoughts, Mike, on the, on the cancellation? Um, my thoughts, and I guess my understanding, I didn't know too much about this, but just some grumblings were that it was... Um, it wasn't a choice. It was mm-hmm. like the wet bulb temperature, mm-hmm. you know, the environmental weather factors hit a certain threshold where they physically couldn't based on yeah. the marathon standards or something. I, I probably have the nomenclature wrong here, but uh, the standards writer, the insurance policy or whatever said that, nope, it's adverse conditions, you can't hold the race. Yeah. So in that regard, it's like, well, you know, either change the standards or it is what it is. There's nothing you can yeah, do, right? I really feel for the runners. I, every single runner that I know, yeah. because they're runners and they're kind of tough people, yeah. they would have done that race. Yeah. I don't know any of who would have said, yeah, if they had given the choice, they wouldn't have. Yeah. They would have just ran slower. and yeah. Except for maybe like an elite who, you know, they're trying to win money and that's their job you know right. maybe you know th- and that's an under that's a different situation put you out for a month right eat, 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 and yeah yeah, yeah. I, it some was, people did run right I yeah mean, and some people did they just yeah. kind of made up their own and that happened and you know that was going to happen we even ran the course right right exactly porta potties were all dropped runners are going to do that <laughs> that's that's yeah. who we are yeah the one th- I don't love the decision, but I get why they made it, and it's just one an unfortunate thing. The one thing that I really didn't like is my understanding that the race director said something to the effect of, we saved lives. Oh. And I thought that was a little bit of hyperbole. <laughs> Maybe a little bit. I mean, we get you're in a tough situation, and nobody likes to have to make that decision, but boy, to get on a little bit of a moral high horse about it was, to me... That was a stretch. That was a stretch. And yes, we understand that it can be dangerous at yeah. times running marathons in that heat, but it it can be dangerous running marathons, period. Well, yeah. And honestly, I ran a marathon in the early 2000s, and it was at least mid-80s, if not even low 90s. Yeah. It was in July in Iowa, and I okay. finished third. Yeah. It was just hot, and you just ran slower. I mean, what, yeah. what are you going to do? Yeah. You, yeah. Don't just, I don't know. It, yeah. It, Am I, I? I didn't really fact check myself. Was it like a meta threshold they had to cancel type thing? A- actually, or or did they yeah. make their own decision? I guess decision? I don't even know. I hadn't I heard really about understand. the standard aspect, and, and that's a possibility. That's what I understood, anyways. Yeah. But I, I don't know. We I might, don't know. Someone out there might have to fact check. Yeah. <laughs> so us here, but. anyway, it, it is a tough situation when marathons, especially bigger marathons like that, have to make those kinds of decisions. I really do feel for anybody who's in that position. Yeah. Terrible. It, yeah, honestly, too, it's going to become more and more the reality as climate change and global warming and temperature swings all over. Absolutely, know. yeah. So, uh, as runners, too, we also know there's some responsibility on runners' parts. We know when we sign that agreement that that's a possibility and that you're not going to get your um, yeah, your entry fee back, and that's how it is. So, yeah. That's a reality that runners have to, and I think runners are pretty good about that now too. I think we've we've with COVID and everything. That yeah, kind of, <laughs> yeah, right. yep. yeah, yeah. But uh, I don't know. I talked to some people, you know, and I think I asked a question like, "Were you 
frustrated or understanding or where did you fall? It's like, yeah, both, you know, yeah. you understand what it ha- kind of has to happen, you know, or, or it is what it is, and but it was, also, yeah, of course I'm frustrated. Even it was just hours before the start. I mean, yeah. It was a couple of hours or people so, right? were there. Yeah. Know? People were there like, yeah. like in their race kit and everything. And uh. Yeah. Ouch. I mean, that's a nightmare from a director standpoint, you know, from just the PR communication standpoint, also logistics. I mean, what do you do with all those shirts? Oh, yeah. Their food. Yeah. Gatorade powder. You know. Yeah. Ouch. You still got to pay people, right? The porta potty people that dump, dump the porta potties. Yeah. Well, I mean, they got the, 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 they had, that's probably what was taken care of. They had all the money anyway. To yeah. See it had had right. all the money from entry fees and sponsorship donations and all of that anyway. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's, it's complicated. It is complicated. It's, yeah. Yep. Too bad. The, next year, 2024, yep, Twin Cities. Next year. And it's, it, luckily, there's so many options, you know, whether it be. Yeah. Uh, Bemidji Blue Ox or Whistle Stop Marathon or Chicago. I mean, right. maybe you can't get into Chicago, but right. so many other. There are so many other options. So yes, that is a nice. And it was good for good for Bemidji and Whistle Stop, and like I mentioned, that someone that I know is running Des Moines. Yeah, right now. So there, yeah, there's definitely options. It's that time of the year here in the North where it's race season. It's definitely yep. marathon season. So other smaller races are benefiting. So yep. All right, let's see. We have one final segment. That's a shout-out section. Uh, we have a couple shout-outs here. One is uh, from uh, partially from an email that we got. So thanks, Nick Adams, for sending uh, us an email. Uh, Nick lives in Solon Springs, and he wanted to do a little bit of uh, promotion for a book uh, that he recently published. It is called 365 Reasons to Run. And uh, it's essentially a kind of like a training journal and race, ra- race log, race report, yeah, race report, yep. yeah, yeah, of his year. Yep, yep. So he wanted uh, all of our listeners to um, be aware of the the book, and uh, he sent you a copy to review. Is that right, Tony? He did not send me oh. a copy. He sent it to uh, Austin Jaro, and I actually picked it up there and borrowed it. Um, Jarrell was nice enough to loan that to me. And it was funny because I had actually read it either right at the same time he emailed or maybe even a little before. Yeah. And we missed the email the last podcast. So yeah. so I read it probably a good six weeks ago yeah. at this point. Um, so I apologize, Nick, for we're getting, we're getting we're talking about this one podcast late. But I, I actually, it's funny because I actually did read the book, and uh, yeah, it was really interesting. Definitely, if you if you're a runner geek, it's you you find it interesting. It's a chance to read other, basically, a chance to read someone else's training log and see what yeah. they do on a day to day basis. Um, particularly interesting too, because the guy ran every single day. Wow, for, okay. for the year, and and continue, he has a longer streak than just the year yeah. as we speak. But um, the trail, the I'm sorry, the race reports were uh, really interesting, um, particularly hearing about some of the races that maybe I don't know as well. Okay. Um, so, yeah, it was, it was a really it was a fun book to read. Absolutely. Including his first 100-miler, Superior Hundreds. Yep, yep, absolutely. Yeah, Nick actually emailed us back on August 10th, so August we're a 10th. couple podcasts yeah. <laughs> away. Yeah. yeah, we missed one, and then we saw it, but it was too late, yeah. Yep. So anyways, yep. <laughs> all that to say... Uh, 
guys out there should email us, uh, thedeluthrundown at gmail.com. We love hearing from you, ideas that you got, commentary, things like that. So thank you, Nick, for reaching out. Everyone out there, check out Nick Adams' uh, book, 365 Reasons to Run. Uh, and then you had another shout-out, Tony, is that right? Yeah, I do. I have a quick shout-out to uh, Tiffany Carey Sismus, who one of my runners and we've shouted out to her a handful of times because she just continues to do well she just finished second in the world in her age group at world triathlons in spain a couple of weeks ago had a great race over there really was awesome on the run and yeah second in the world to wow a gal from ireland was was the winner and then tiffany was first american and wow. second overall really really awesome performance really proud of her oh usa yeah. yeah yeah she just doesn't stop we shout her out like every episode because she's yeah winning some type of running race and that's just running i mean yeah she's a triathlete she's doing bike races i know she's into enduro downhill mountain biking yep. or you know that sort of thing right obviously swimming and not that there's a lot of races out there but yeah she's a maniac yeah it's impressive keep up the good work tiff absolutely uh i think that's about it tony uh, should we get on to our uh we got kind of a unique interview yeah this should be really know? fun all right let's get to it <laughs> 